Now for your Tantalk Tampa Bay weather. We're feeling the remnants of Erica right here in the Bay Area. Currently in Clearwater, Florida, partly cloudy, 87 degrees. In Dade City, partly cloudy, 86 degrees. And in Zephyr Hills, 87 degrees with partly cloudy sky. We got Nostalgic Radio and Cars up next with special guest Steve Celine, followed by the original Gospel Explosion, only on the Tantalk Radio Network. Don't miss I don't think it's a truck at all. I think we just found a transformer. This is Optimus Primer Button, leader of the auto part junkies. And I'm calling on all auto parts junkies to listen to nostalgic radio and cars every Tuesday at 7 p.m. here on Tan Talk. This is Optimus Primer Button. If you don't tune in, it will be the end of the world. Hey, this is Ted Nugent. Hi, this is Jay Leno. Hi, everybody. This is David Hobbs. Hi, this is Bob Parshall. Hi, I'm Barry McGuire. Hey, this is Danny the Count Coker. Hey, this is comedian, author, and most importantly, vintage race car driver, Adam Carolla. Hi, this is Shirley Cha-Cha Muldowney. Hi, this is Robert Yates. Hey, this is Lou Santiago. I'm John Forrest. Hey, this is Jack Roush. Hello, Florida. I'm Ken Squire. Hi, this is Etzel Ford. Hi, I'm Corky Coker. Hey, this is Dennis Gage. Hi, this is Sam Amolo. Hi, this is Janet. Guthrie. Hi, I'm Bruce Cohn. Hi, I'm Bob Lutz. Hi, this is Dave McClellan. Hey, this is Tammy Edelbrock. Hi, this is Norm Kravowski. Hey, I'm Dave Despain. Hey, this is Wayne Carini. This is Bill Warner. Hey, I'm Steve Bignotti. This is Kevin Bird. This is Arlen Ness. This is Ed Justice Jr. Hi, I'm Casey Jones. Hi, I'm Paul Kelly. I'm Richard Hutchins. Hi, this is Danny Sullivan. Hi, I'm Bob Bondron. Hey, everybody, it's Tim Strange. This is Daryl Starbird. Hi, this is Fort Hickok. Hi, this is Ed Iskandarian here. This is Robin Miller. Hey, Sports fans, this is Peter Brock here. And you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends Corey, Jed, and Kurt at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer wine, and great desserts. They even make their bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Lager Road near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. What makes specially modified Fords consistent winners in open competition? Let's ask Dan Gurney, one of the nation's top racing drivers and twice winner of the grueling Riverside 500. Dan, why do you drive Fords? Oh, it's just because I want to win, and Ford's a winning car. What makes the 64 Ford a winner? You can't beat its durability. When I take the starter's flag in a Ford, I know it'll be running just as strong at the end of the race as it does at the beginning. Stamina, that's what it has. It rides like a car that costs lots more. That's where I drive a Ford on the highway. Ford enters its cars in open competition to put its cars, in addition to its laboratory and test track programs, to an intensity of testing no proving grounds alone can equal, and to prove to everyone that Ford has changed. See for yourself how much Ford has changed. Test drive a total performance Ford at your Ford dealers and try total performance for a change. Tonight on Nostalgic Cars and Radios, it's... No, it's Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Oh, yeah, that's right. Hey, sports fans, Peter Brock here from BRE Racing and Aerovault Trailers. Listen to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, the best automobile show in the Southeast.
Okay, listeners, welcome. You're tuned in to Nostalgic Video and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers on Google, TanTalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studio in downtown Clearwater. Now that the rain's cleared, how you doing this evening, Bobby? Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Anyway, so what's up, Bob? I'm back. <laughs> You're back. You're back. Anyway, so uh, don't forget to uh, visit our brand new website, CallStreetMotorsports.com, that we are working on. And uh, don't, forget to, don't forget to go to our Facebook pages, GulfstreamMotorsports.com or Gulfstream Motorsports and Nostalgic Getting Cars and like us on both those pages. We're, since we're trying to build up our social marketing uh, endeavors here. Right? Did I say that right, Bobby? Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Okay, hey, we got a fun-filled show for you tonight. There's a number of things going on. YouTube and the whole nine yards. Oh, yeah, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yeah, I need to uh, push that more, don't I? Of course, we haven't done anything recently, but we will be ramping it up a little bit once the weather clears because we can't do much outside. But anyway, uh, we got a, a pretty good show for you tonight. We've got uh, two guests coming on. We uh, have a representative from the uh, Dream Cars Weekend coming on here in a few minutes. And, uh, and then we have another very well-known name in the automotive industry coming on at the bottom half of the hour. So be sure and stay tuned for that. But let me give you a couple updates. Hey, our Speed Culture app will be ready and fully operational. Well, I should say partially fully operational because we have different segments of our app. This is the coolest automotive app on the planet. And uh, once Bobby gets off the phone, I'll have him explain it to you a little bit because he can explain this uh, techie stuff a little bit more than I can. But it, what it is, basically, it's an app that basically uh, tells you about all the car shows listed in the country. And it's really cool because you can actually add to it yourself. So what we have done on the website, which is speedculture.com, speedcultureapp.com, I might add, we have pretty much uh, built the website so that, you know, for the, for the, old, for the average old kind of car guy like me that's uh, desktop computer-oriented, that works very well. But for the younger crowd, the more tech-savvy people, like Bobby. Bobby, want to go ahead and pick up where I left off on the uh, talking about the app real quick? Tell them exactly how the, the app works. It's basically based on show cars. Well, that's one aspect of it. So they can find all the show car events, concours, racing events and things of that nature on the uh, around the country. So if you're, let's say you're in Clearwater and you want to know if there's a car show going on, you just Google Clearwater, and it'll tell you about four or five of the events that are taking place. It'll give you an exact geographic location, how far and proximity where you're at. we got a guest on, line, on hold right now, and I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and introduce our guest. I have Tara Bush on the line. Tara Bush, Tara, maybe I pronounced it wrong, Tara, and she is the organizer of this weekend's spectacular Dream Car Weekend. This is the second year for this event. Tara, are you there? Yes, I'm here, Robert. How you doing? Okay. Good to have you. Good, good, good. Good to have you back on the show. Tell us a little bit about your weekend coming up now. All the cool stuff that's going on up in Orlando. Well, we have a lot of cars coming out on Saturday, September fifth, from nine to five, and it's it's going to be a great show. It's located this year. Last time it was at the Coronado. This year we are over at the Dolphin Resort, Walt Disney World's Dolphin Resort, which is also the Swan and Dolphin. And it is, um, we're going to have probably two to 250 cars. Probably half of them will be the modern cars, and half of them will be the classics and the street rods, and there's a little bit for everybody. Super. So now, what is the premise of the whole show? What's the whole show based on? I mean, it's a car show, Dream Car Weekend. People kind of basically come up there and kind of hang out and just kind of uh, talk car stuff and just kind of enjoy the weekend at, the, at a really nice resort, right? Yeah, a lot of people are coming in on Friday, so they'll, they'll spend the Friday... Um, hanging around the resort, you know, the pass holders for Disney will go to Disney, uh, bring the kids. Friday, all day, I mean, all day Saturday is the car show. Saturday night, we've got a sock hop, which is a fantastic band playing for the sock hop. It's 7 to 10 at night. It's the Buzzcats. The Buzzcats are a phenomenal band. Hard to get a hold of. He happens to be a friend of mine, and he's doing me a great favor of coming to this show. So that's going to be a real big treat. There's going to be exhibitors in the air-conditioned exhibit hall. Exhibit hall, um, everything from custom trailers to um, uh, gift items, you know, women's gift items. A little bit for everybody there. Okay, and then there'll be other automotive vendors there, too, kind of like a little mini trade show? Yes. Okay, good. Yes. Now, what about parking? What's the parking situation? you got, like, an, an area that's corralled off for the, for the people with their show cars? Yes, there's a special area for the show cars, and there is a, a good amount of public parking, which is right beside the show car area. Um, there is a, there's a parking fee for spectators. However, the show itself is free for all spectators. Okay. 
Good. You can also you can also come in on the Disney tra- the Disney bus and the Disney boat if you happen to be staying on Disney property. Oh, okay. So it's right off the lake then. Yes. Excellent. Yes, uh, the, do- the Swan Dolphin is right behind Epcot. You can actually walk from the Dolphin right to the back of Epcot. Great. Now tell us about some of the feature cars that that uh, will be there this year. Well. It, it, we have some special things. We have the uh, Daytona Auto Antique Auto Racing cars coming down from Daytona. They're bringing about six or seven of the vintage style, the smaller cars, the vintage style cars. We also have a replica kit car, the kit Camaro, the uh, Bandit Trans Am, and the DeLorean. All three are going to be there. Oh, cool. They're all replicas. They're all personally owned by people that just are in love with those shows. Gotcha. Um, the team, the team Shelby group is going to be there. Okay. And the huge display of the Central Florida Challenger owners is going to be there as well. Oh, okay. So we're going to have like a Ford Mopar showdown then. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I'm waiting on the Camaros to step up to the plate, but I haven't quite seen them yet. Oh, the Chevy guys. Oh. Um, I know. <laughs> I, I know. I know how you feel about the Chevy guys, but you know, so far. As of now, the Mustangs are actually taking over. So for all the Camaro guys out there, you need to step up to the plate. Yeah, this is an invite. This is, uh, hey, we're calling you guys out, you know, so you're going to have to team up against uh, with somebody because the Ford Mopar guys, we got it handled. How, how can the Challengers outdo the Camaros? That's amazing. I see the day. Really? Well, now, what kind of cars do you have? You, you and your husband have a couple of cool cars in your collection. No, it's just me. I am just unmarried. You? Oh, okay. Yeah, I I have uh, eight cars. Eight cars. It's, yes, it's it's an obsession. That's good. That's good. See, it's a it's a girl hobby as well, isn't it? It's getting to be more and more. I'm seeing a lot more females, a lot more wives getting their own cars. Excellent. So, do you? What's the oldest car do you have in your collection? Uh, fifty eight Corvette. Fifty eight Corvette. Oh, very nice. Very nice. That's a good year too. Spears on the deck lid, washboard hood, beautiful car. Yes. And I got one that you like. I got a 67 Shelby GT500 four-speed air car. You do? Yes, I do. You That's a, that. really a 67 big block four-speed with air. Do you know how rare that is? That's very rare. It, it's also a dealer-installed 427 side oiler. Oh. Factory red. Factory red. I can't yeah. wait. Are you going to have that at the show? No. <laughs> What'd you bring in the show? Uh, I, I'm bringing the, I got a 57 Chevy Turquoise. That's the car that's on the flyer. Okay. So I probably should bring that. Okay. Now, if people want to find out more about the show, how do they do that? Go to www.dreamcarsweekend.com. Okay. Well, Tara, they, uh, you have done a very good job because last year was a very good event. It was very fun. The uh, the show, the trade show was very good. It was uh, very enlightening. You had a good variety there. The uh, banquet and the dinner and the, and the, the entertainment that you had, that was very good. So uh, probably you have uh, outdone yourself this year, and it's probably going to be more spectacular than last year, right? Uh, I hope so. I'm just hoping for that weather to, you know, be nice to us. We're always concerned about the weather. Um, but it's it's going to be a great show, and I'm really looking forward to the party because the party with the Buzzcats is going to be, I mean, fantastic. Okay, so what t- what takes place Sunday? Anything going on Sunday, or everybody just kind of leaves? No, that's, yeah, everybody's going to head home on Sunday. Okay, so based uh, now Friday night is it kind of like a little get together, a little uh, housewarming party type thing? I, I think we're going to probably get together and hang out in the lounge, um, or maybe hang out in the parking lot. The weather's nice, but yeah, it'll just be an informal get together. Uh, the hotel has got great rates at $139 for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Okay. So if anybody wants to come out for the whole weekend, extend their weekend beyond the show, just use the, the call the hotel, tell them you're coming for the Dream Cars weekend, and it's open to anybody, not just car registered guests. It's for, open for everybody who wants to come see the show, can get that room rate. Super. All right, Tar, I want to thank you very much for taking a few minutes and telling us about your event this weekend. Everybody, don't forget to check out This Week in Orlando. It's only an hour and a half drive to Disney World. It could be a spectacular weekend. You're going to see some really cool cars, meet some really fun people like Tara and her friends, and uh, check out the Dream Car Weekend. Tara, take care, and we'll see you this weekend. Thank you. See you then. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Bobby, what do we have queued up on Mr. Uh, Turn-Em-Up Table? You got something far out and groovy for us? We got some guess who. Guess who? 
Let me see. Uh, no time left for you. Did I get every, did I get, did yeah, I get her? Yeah, because according to our clock, we got no time. We got no time. Okay, you're tuning into Nostalgia Radio Cars. Don't go away. We got another special guest coming on this evening. This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kirk at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer one, and great desserts. They even make the bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Lager Road, near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. Hi, I'm Bob Bondurant. I won the World Manufacturing Championship in the Fort Cobras in 1965. And you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, we're back. And yeah, it's a Ford day. And uh, I, didn't get anybody, I didn't really get a chance to tell everybody what happened uh, last week because um, when I was at Monterey, or maybe I did, I don't remember. Time flies by when I'm having fun. You know how that goes. But anyway, we were talking about some of the events that... Uh, that are upcoming events, but just let me give you a little recap here. So basically, when we got back to Monterey, I was in, uh, my wife had picked me up in the morning, and that was on a Tuesday with my son, and uh, I get a call, and I'm just, we just leave in the airport, and I get a call from my good friend Pete Geisler up at Orlando Mustang, and Pete says, uh, we're leaving tomorrow at 5 a.m., and I go, 5 a.m. for what? And he goes, we're going to SAC, and I go, SAC? I go, oh, man, that's this weekend? You know, I just got off the plane. I just spent 10 days out in California, right? And uh, so, which was cool because we had a spectacular time during the Monterey Car Week. So now I got to come home. I got to get prepped for the show because we had a radio show that night. 
And uh, and then I got to get cleaned up, get my clothes done, and get everything all laundered up. And then I got to be in Orlando by 5 a.m. in the morning because we're driving straight through the Poconos to sack the Shelby American Automobile Club meet 40 at the Pocono Raceway. So, boom, I'm, I'm, I'm on it, right? So, anyway, so we were up there for, I think, four or five days or whatever it was. We drove up, two days up, two days back. Had a great time at the Shelby meet at the Poconos. And, uh, I mean, we had, like, there was four events going on. There was, the SVRA had a race going on there. We had the Shelby meet up there. There was another car show going on there. And, of course, Indy races were on Sunday. And uh, so it was a pretty, pretty busy weekend, okay? And then, of course, when I get back, um, I got a hustle because the, the next day we got this other show coming up again because uh, we've got uh, our good friends that were on last week. If you tuned in, we had uh, Mike and Ed from uh, from uh, Velocity Channel's uh, – Bob, help me out here. My moan just went blank. Uh, Wheeler Dealers. Wheeler Dealers. Yeah, that was a great show. I mean, Ed and Mike did an excellent job. Unfortunately, Ed's phone kept breaking up. Mike was – uh, doing real well, and it's funny because they're in two different parts of England, right? And uh, so we had a little problem with that, but uh, the show's edited. We'll probably get that uploaded here. But let me jump back to uh, our Speed Culture app, okay? And so go check out the website. The website's called speechcultureapp.com. Um, as we're working on this thing, this basically is like a show, a show car locator type deal, okay? But we're going to have news feeds on it. We're going to have the radio show podcast on there. We're going to have a classified section. We're going to build this thing. But basically, it's based on user user uh, participation, okay? And it's going to be kind of like a community Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, Tennessee. So anyway, so we're working on this thing. We're going we're to have our, 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 our prototype will be unleashed if you have an Android phone this weekend. The, uh, the Apple guys, well, you know, we won't go into the Apple guys. It's going to take a little longer to get those guys to, 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 to get the app to work on the Apple devices. But uh, we'll have the uh, Android working this weekend. And uh, so we're going to test it out. And, of course, we're going to, you know, hope and rely on some feedback from, from you, the users, to, to, so we can perfect this uh, app. So it, uh, get on your Google Play this, uh, this weekend and get ready to get a free app. Experience the Experience new Speed app. Culture app. Okay, let me tell you about a couple shows that are coming. Okay, you know we're about the Dream Car Weekend because we just had Terra on. That's at Orlando this weekend. The Super Bowl races are coming up at the end of the month, okay? And in addition to the Super Bowl races, which is the 25th, 26th, and 27th, we will be doing, possibly, we're hoping to do our own very first car show, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and Speed Culture app sponsored car show. And it's going to be called Super Boats and Super Cars, okay? At the Bright House Clearwater Superboat National Championship Festival. Right here in downtown Clearwater. Okay, that's going to be on Saturday. We're going to have about uh, 25 to 35 really cool cars, Porsches, Corvettes, Lamborghinis, Ferraris, and uh, maybe some vintage muscle cars, but very, very fast, cool cars, okay? State-of-the-art stuff. Um, don't forget this weekend, too, also in Tampa, Reeves Motorsports puts on the Cars and Coffee or Caffeine and Gasoline. That's this weekend. That starts at 7 o'clock in the morning. And... Uh, of course, the end of the month, also the same weekend as the Superboat races, Clearwater Superboat races, or the Bright House. I always say it wrong, don't I, Bobby? What's it called again? Yep, for the last, uh, as long as the radio show has been, I've, been I say on the air, we've been saying it. I know, I, I simplify because I basically just sit there and go, uh, Clearwater Superboat races. It's kind of like when I say Laguna Seca. I say Laguna Seca, but I, got, I get uh, hammered all the time because I'm supposed to say the Mazda Laguna Seca Raceway. But I, for us old school guys, it's still, you know, it's Laguna Seca or it's Sears Point or it's Sonoma Raceway. It's not Infineon or whatever it was. But anyway, so. Bright House. It's 2015 Clearwater Superboat National Championship Festival. And the website is clearwatersuperboat.com. There you go. Thanks, bub. And then, of course, on the end of the month, also the same weekend as, the, as that boat race, is the Rensport Reunion in California, in Monterey, at the Mazda Laguna Seca Raceway. Okay. So that's pretty much uh, some of the local stuff. Now, again, like I said, go to the website, which is speedcultureapp.com, and you can brush up on all the uh, current events. So I've got racing venues on there. I've got uh, I got uh, concourse on there. i got auctions on there. I've got, uh, you know, the weekly events, kind of like, for example, you have Quaker Steak and Lube is on all the time. We've got um, the, Orla- the Orlando um, Old Time Show's on there, uh, Biff Burger's on there. Um, DuPont Registry, Cars and Coffee. So a lot of the local stuff's on there. So now, you know, that just kind of gives you an idea because we're, what we're doing is we're focusing on local stuff here in Florida first, okay, because this is our main market. We're going to do some stuff in California. We're going to do some stuff in Las Vegas, and we might do some stuff in Michigan because Jeff's from Michigan. And so we're going to work on our areas first geographically, and then we're going to expand up from there. But we're inviting everybody to participate and tell us about other events because we don't have everything listed on, and that's the only way we'll find out. Bobby, do we have our guests on the line? No, not yet? Okay. We had a caller. Caller was trying to get, well, we're not doing any giveaways tonight. You know why? Well, I'll tell you what. If you want to call in, uh, you can give us a shout here at the studio. 
I think I have some bumper stickers. I still think I have some from uh, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I have some from uh, My Classic Car, Dennis Gage's show. And uh, we probably also have some, uh, let's see what else we have. We probably have some uh, discount coupons for uh, Beef O'Brady. So if you want to give us a call here at the studio, 727-441-3000. That's 727-441-3000. And uh, you can find out about, uh, or you have a good chance of winning some uh, prizes. We have our guest on the line, Bobby. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna have we're gonna play a little music real quick. Then we're gonna do our little typical liner that we have, or our little uh, lead-in, and then we're gonna introduce our special guest for the evening. Stay tuned. You're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. be driving that baby some thrill but you know before that pilot could fly from coast to coast in three hours plus somebody had to invest about a million hours getting him ready for it there's a lot of designing testing and trial runs behind every new innovation or new performance record how do i know my name's carol shelby and performance is my business Okay, we're back, and you're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and it's time to introduce my next guest. And yes, as with Carol Shelby, a name synonymous with performance, my next guest, his name is synonymous with performance. He has forged a career starting out in racing, building some really cool cars, Mustang-related cars, Celine, if you will. And today he is on our program. I'm delighted to welcome to the show the founder and president of SMS Supercars, Steve Celine. Steve, are you there? Yes, I am, Robert. How are you? Pretty good. So welcome to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Why don't you go ahead and give us a little background on how you got started and where your passion came from well, with the automobile business. Okay. Well, you started to say it. We're going to interview the racing, and that's how I started was uh, as a um, professional race car driver. Technically, I haven't retired from racing, but I haven't competed in probably uh, 12 or 13 years now. So, um but uh, I started amateur racing, grew through the ranks from sedans um, and um, into formula cars, and then I've driven everything from Indy cars to uh, uh, race trucks to sports cars, and uh, and basically everything in between. So it's uh, and from that I was able to uh, launch, if you will, a, a new career. Um, uh, in uh, designing and uh, building, uh, we started with Mustangs, and then that moved into building our own supercar, the Selene S7, and continues on today, where we're doing everything from uh, uh, Mustangs, uh, uh, Camaros, and Challengers, and even the all-electric uh, Tesla, and we're working on the next generation of American supercar. 
Excellent. Now, let me just back up a little bit. I was reading somewhere that your uh, your dad was kind of involved with the car business a little bit, and he bought a Porsche one time, and you were so impressed with the Porsche that you actually kind of went out and got involved, got your st- your roots basically in w- driving Porsches. Is that true? Yes. My my, uh, you you can say that uh, my uh, my dad ended up uh, when I was a junior in high school. He did a trade and a deal with. Uh, a fellow member in our church to uh, purchase a 56 uh, uh, Porsche. And um, I uh, I was able to inherit that as I graduated from high school. And then uh, right away I started wanting to make it faster, look better, what have you. And then uh, I joined the Porsche Owners Club in the Porsche Club of America. We're primarily the Porsche Owners Club here in Southern California. And they were a racing bunch of guys, and that's, I think, really where where I got the bug and said, boy, that's what I want to do is I want to pursue a career in racing. So did you race that 356 for a while? No. Um, I, I, I felt it was too slow. <laughs> and, <laughs> okay. Uh, um, so I, I was going to, I ended up uh, selling the car, and I was going to save up for a 911. And um, uh, this this is again in the, basically in 1969, 68, 69 that I'm doing this. And then, but I realized that at my current income going to school, it was going to take forever and a day to uh, save enough money to purchase a 911. And so uh, my impatience got the best of me, and I decided, well, you know, instead of getting a 911. I could actually get a um, a uh, uh, a Mustang, and I actually ended up buying a '65 uh, Shelby Mustang, and um, uh, I started fixing that up, and I fixed it up so much on the street that I then turned it into an actual production um, and B production at that point in time race car in SECA. Ended up taking it to my first race at Riverside. And the worst possible thing happened, and that is is that I won. I should have just quit right then and there, but I was hooked, and and we continued on for about another year and a half with the uh, with the Shelby Mustang. Uh, I won a, a number of races in Southern California, and then, um, but I ended up having to work on the car. Uh, required a lot of man hours and. I wanted to spend more time as a driver, so I sold the the Mustang to a couple guys in Australia that still have it today, and um, with the proceeds, I went ahead and bought a uh, Formula Super V uh, as a Formula car that would put a little more emphasis on the driving, a little less emphasis on the mechanical um, uh, repair and uh, started racing to Super V, and then there I was able to graduate professional Super V. And the groups that we ran into um, here, primarily in Southern California, you you um, run in a um, in the different categories, but we would run against the Formula Atlantic um, uh, race cars, which was March or Ralt, um, more like a Formula B over in, Europe or Formula Two over in Europe, and um, watching those cars go by me and everything, I go, "Wow, I need to move up to that." So, after a few years of running the Super V, I ended up selling my house. I wasn't married at the time, so that helped. But uh, uh, I ended up selling my house and take everything that I had, and ended up purchasing a, a Formula Atlantic and started racing professionally. Uh, with that all across North America. And this was the era that uh, Gilles Villeneuve, who went to Ferrari in Formula One, and Bobby Rahal and Danny Sullivan, and uh, um, that that group, is, and K.K. Rosberg from Europe, was kind of the crowd that I would run in throughout Canada um, and uh, U.S. and even into Mexico City. Uh, on doing that. So that's kind of how how we progressed. And then 
from there, you either got a ride uh, into IndyCar or into Formula One. Neither one of those routes opened up for me, but I was offered a paying drive by Pontiac Motor Company to drive in the SCCA Pro Trans Am Series, um, driving Pontiac Trans Am. And so I decided at that point in time that I would lower my standard and drive a sedan, uh, which I did. And um, uh, in 1982, it was with the team that we won the championship for Pontiac and, um, and continued on in 83. And it was during this period of time that Ford Motor Company was coming out of their hiatus of no racing. And um, um, I got to know the guys at Ford. And they were doing a special division called SVO. And one thing led to another where they were going to develop not only race cars, but street cars. And they were going to do a special edition Mustang. Um, And I asked what model. And they said, well, we're going to do a four-cylinder turbo. Kind of funny how the world circles back around to today. Um, But um, And I said, well, I think the American public would prefer to have a V8. And they said, well, Steve, you could do a V8 version if you wanted to. And so I thought about it. At the end of the racing season in 1983, um, I left Pontiac and started my own company, Celine, and uh, really haven't looked back since. Would you say that when when that period in your life came about, you know, came to fruition, when you thought, well, you know what, maybe I will start my own car, did you think back on Carroll Shelby? Was that any, was he any inspiration to you? Because you were in a similar situation, almost the same, almost you know, a decade later or two decades later. Yes, um, I, I will say that uh, um, the uh, the influence that that Carroll had over me and doing the car uh, side of it was was uh, enormous and, and really kind of molded that. And I saw a similar opportunity at that point in time with Ford and, and, uh, through the seventies, as you recall, um, performance wasn't really the, the key thing when we went into the seventies with the cars and, and, um, the styling and what have you. But, uh, as we emerged out of the seventies, early eighties, you could see that performance was coming back in vogue. And, um, uh, and certainly the chapter in the sixties that Carol had done, with Ford was was highly um, I lived through it and uh, understood it and uh, appreciated it and saw basically a, a, another opportunity at that point in time. And you actually lucked out too because at that time during the eighties, uh, Carol Shelby, who was buddy buddies with Iacocca, was uh, all wrapped up with Chrysler. So you came along and you kind of like almost like to us Ford guys, us loyal Ford guys. We thought, well, that's perfect. Even though you kind of undermined Carol Shelby a little bit, you know, and some of us have a little allegiance to him. But you came along at the right time and did the right thing. And I will tell you that your cars were cool. And I have a lot of friends that still are one owners of your Fox Body Celine cars. Well, yeah, that that, that is correct. And- and uh and thank you and the um uh the other thing a little irony there is that as you mentioned uh carol had gone over with chrysler and was doing the uh glh kind of subcompacts that chrysler was making at the time and they had set up in a proving grounds here in southern california a little workshop in a um, area to test cars i would frequently be able to visit over there while they were doing the Chrysler, we would be able to get on the track and actually test our Mustangs over there. So a little irony, while he was doing that, I was doing the Mustangs. <laughs> Interesting. All right, let's jump forwards a little bit because we got about 15 minutes left, or a little bit less than that, so I wanted to couple, cover a couple cars. Um, in the early 90s, you had Tim Allen on board, and you were doing the uh, Celine race cars, and actually I ran into you, both of you and Tim at Daytona at the 24-hour race, uh, probably 94, 95, maybe something like that. That was a successful yeah, 90, time for you, wasn't it? Yeah, 95. Well, we started, um, we won a lot of championships with the Celine Mustangs from uh, our first race win was back at the 24 hours of, at Mossport, Canada uh, in 1986, and then 87, 88, through up um, into the early 90s, we were very successful Winning a lot of championships, a lot of races with uh, with the Fox body. I also competed in the race trucks at that point in time, 
and we were very successful with the Ford Ranger uh, during that uh, that era as well. And then in 1995, I was fortunate enough to be introduced and hooked up with Tim Allen, as you mentioned, and we started the Celine Allen RRR from after his grunting sound on home improvement uh, race team. And um, we were able to win one race in uh, 95, and Tim, we, we taught uh, Tim, um, well, I'll take credit. I've, I've taught Tim everything he knows. So, Tim, if you're listening, everything from acting to doing the voice of Buzz Lightyear and all the things in between, I'll take credit for that. But, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll give you a big round of kidding. applause. Just, just just kidding. But from a racing standpoint, we, we did spend you know, a lot of time and taught Tim how to uh, race cars properly. And uh, Bob Bondurant was part of the team as well. It was myself. Bob and uh, Tim, we were able, um, and Tim always liked to tell the story, at the first race that he competed at Elkhart Lake, he beat both Bob and myself, which is correct. Out of 40 cars, he came in eight. Bob and I, unfortunately, broke during the race, but uh, so Tim Tim did beat us fair and square. <laughs> okay. But, uh, we, we were able to start winning championships, and that's when we kind of went around the world. We took the cars over to Europe. We competed in the 24 Hours of Le Mans, um, as well as uh, a lot of European tracks, uh, and and did very well with the Mustangs uh, through the mid to late 90s. You did. You did very well, and that kind of kept them alive a little bit, too. Um, you know, because there was one point where Ford was thinking about discontinuing the Mustang, right? And I think you had a little influence yeah. there. Yeah. I, I probably didn't have as much influence as the uh, some of the financial considerations went with the contracts with the UAW that they had well were obligated on but but we certainly kept I will say the the breed and the brand very much alive and very successful in its endeavors during that period right well thank you again for that but now let me jump forward again here let's go to your first supercar the Celine S7 and Terry Borscheller who drove that car at the 24-hour Le Mans won uh, it's class for you, and Terry happens to be a friend of mine. So uh, tell us about that a little bit. Um, the um, well, it was at, in 1999, and uh, that was last year we won a, a championship with the Mustang. We had taken the Mustang about as far as you could take it in development. I mean, the only thing left from an original Mustang was the tail lights. Everything else, it was chopped and channeled, had independent push-pull rear suspension on it. It was wide and eight inches. It had a different slope on the nose and and virtually everything that was changed. The engine was set back and all of that. We realized to move up into the class, it would actually probably be easier if we did our own car. And so I was able to get every, all the planets to align from uh, the financing. And uh, we were able to, um, over a relatively short period of time, about nine months, um, design and produce our own ground-up supercar, the Selene S7, which includes basically our own engine. It was our own casting of block and heads. Um, and uh, uh, we developed a transmission for it, and then the complete chassis and body were all undertake. We came up, spent a lot of time in the wind tunnel, where I did a lot of the development. Um, we went over to England, and then the Midlands were the Formula One, uh, really is kind of home home placer for a lot of a lot of the F1 teams. Um, I hired a couple of aerodynamicists on a part time basis to help us do the aero on on the vehicle, and we spent uh, on the rolling plane wind tunnel. I actually could buy a lot of time. This was all I could afford up at the University of Scotland in Glasgow. Is on their rolling plane. Um, Wind tunnel, we spent a lot of time, which really developed the overall length, height uh, of the S7. And then we used a lot of American ingenuity and the packaging and the drivetrain was very unique in taking us, what I would say is a small block American style V8 with a low center of gravity and very compact for the horsepower and combine that with the latest that we had learned in aerodynamics, but it wrapped it in a uh, Chromoly special built um, with the latest concept and suspension technology 
<coughs> and wrapped it all under um, high-tech autoclave carbon fiber and came up with the Selene S7. I will, that was a very good-looking car, too. And uh, like you said, that car only ran what? Like you said, 90, 2000, 2001, 2002? And then you won Le Mans with that car, if I remember correctly, right? Well, it's actually... Um, we actually in the process of having a book come out on it, but it's actually the most successful supercar made to date in the respect that the racing pedigree of the car, the car has won at every major racetrack in the world with no exception. And I'm talking from from uh, Zuha, China, to Mount Fuji and uh, Suzuka, Japan, every major track in North America from Laguna Seca to Daytona to Sebring, Watkins Glen, Elkhart Lake, Mossport, Canada, all the way over into Europe from Silverstone, England, Barcelona, Spain, Imola, Italy, Nürburgring, Germany, into the Middle East um, with uh, Bahrain and Abu Dhabi and Dubai. And then uh, a number of years ago, about five years ago, we finally were successful in winning our class at the 24 Hours of Le Mans. And uh, the S7 has more race wins than Ferrari, Lamborghini, or McLaren combined. So it has been, and all of these were done by privateer teams. We didn't actually run our own factory effort. We built the cars to racing specs and then sold them and then added a support program to the teams that purchased them over the years. And every team... um, that ended up with at least one one car um, won not only uh, the race uh, or numerous races, but they all had won a championship in their uh, relative classes at the time. That's an incredible, incredible accomplishment, isn't it? Yeah, I look back at it and I realize, wow, I don't know that you could repeat that uh, again. The um, we had four individual teams. On the first year the car competed, which was uh, 2001, and um, the uh, two teams won both in the um, American Le Mans Series and in the uh, Grand Am Series here in North America, and then we had the two teams, two separate teams, win over in the FIA GT Championship in the European Le Mans uh, Series over all on the same first year. And so we knew that the car really, and and I have to say, this actually was a detuned car from what the potent that we had developed for the street car. Uh, we actually had to to really kind of hurt its, um, so to speak, hurt its ultimate performance because of the rules and regulations that the street car had that we had to kind of subtract from the uh, from the race car. But nevertheless, it was still. A very dominating car. Well, that's something you can certainly be proud of. Now we got a few minutes left. I did want to talk about a little bit about the the, the Ford GT because I know you had a little involvement in that and some of the other cars. But since we got a few minutes, let's, let's highlight the new supercar. Can you talk about that yet? The new one you're working on? Well, I can, but then I'd have to kill you. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, um, we we have been uh, for the last uh, year and a half or so. Um, We've been working and doing the development of it, and you know, hopefully, in the not too distant future, you'll start to see some leaks of exactly what it is that that we're doing and the direction that that we're going. I've had to spend a lot of the time right now in kind of rebuilding the company, um, so we've concentrated more on the the new Mustang. With next year will be the new Camaro, and certainly the Dodge Challenger. And, and we're doing quite well with the Tesla, the Celine Tesla, uh, as well as kind of, if you will, giving us a base, um, a baseline. And, and, uh, and so then I can devote a little bit more time into the supercar endeavor. Okay, well, let's let's talk about that for a second. I will tell you this. I was not a big fan of electric cars, but it wasn't until this year at Monterey I was persuaded and basically gagged and bagged, and they threw me behind the driver's seat of one of the new Tesla S's. So I have to admit, I've driven the car. It's extremely fast, very torquey, kind of a cool-looking car. Is that car going to give you any incentives to, outside of modifying it, are you getting any ideas of building maybe your own little spin-off of electric cars? And what's your thoughts on it? Well, I think um, 
I will say that electric cars are are not a trend. They're definitely here to stay. Okay. And as as we get into more of the social um, topics with the environment and and all of that, I I think again that that um, performance doesn't have to be dead. And 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 but you can take electric cars to a higher level of performance and drivability than a lot of the things we've seen in the gasoline-powered vehicles. And I think the future is actually in the electric cars. So for us, that's one reason why, you know, a year ago we started with the Tesla. We've not only improved the, um, improved, let's say, the overall aerodynamics of the car, but we've addressed all the suspension uh, with that. And then the driveline, we've improved the uh, um we had a, a article recently in uh, Automobile Magazine about them driving it to so that you end up having a more consistent power delivery. Because one of the things with electric is it always as fast as on your first drive, and then as the battery power goes down, you tend to lose some performance. Okay, and we've been able to enhance some of that aspect, along with the uh, the gear ratios that we've changed. And part of the thing that's kind of cool. That we've uh, we've uh, identified that a lot of people feel that they miss, and that is the sound that a vehicle makes. And the way that we, when we change the gear ratios in the in the electric car, the way we cut the gears to more of a straight cut application, um, you you the byproduct of that is you get a very cool uh, sound, uh, a little bit like a slot car or a little bit like a Formula One high wine to where we can change that pitch. So when you're driving it, you sound like a mini Formula One car um, uh, going around the track. And it's a lot of fun, actually, to drive it like that as well. That's pretty cool. Steve, we're up against the clock here in a few minutes. Um, I would love to have you on again sometime. Would you be willing to come on again? Let's go over a couple uh, – we'll, we'll cover the stuff we miss. Are you willing to do that? Yes. Sure. We, what? Can, we, we can talk about the Ford GT and – our involvement with that supercar and, and some of the other stuff we're doing for the Okay, future. super. Why don't you go ahead and plug your website real quick so people can find out about you and uh, SMS. It's easy. Just go to Celine.com is where all of our is. We're actually under the moniker. We're using SMS, which are my initials, on some of the badging on the vehicles. But the primary uh, effort that we do today now that I've regained, if you will, all the trademarks and everything back under my umbrella is under celine.com okay by the easiest way to, to find us and to look us up okay great i want to thank my special guest steve celine from celine and sms supercars okay uh be sure and check out our website golfstreammotorsports.com don't forget to check out our show every tuesday night 7 to 8 p.m here on the town talk radio network don't forget to like us on facebook Street motorsports and nostalgic radio cars in the meantime i want to see some of you guys at some of the car shows this weekend dream car weekend stay safe drive carefully and love your family school, but there's a fella in there who'll pay you $10 if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to take a record, you dumb cracker. It broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDTF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen. You dumb cracker.